0: Hey
1: Canteeners, welcome to episode 40, that's 4-0 of Culper's Canteen Cup We're having a real hard time deciding what to talk about in this episode But I don't know, I guess I'll leave it to Roger to come up with some uh, topics on the fly But before we get into that, I want to give a special shout out to Carlton Zeus Thanks for that great intro music Uh, The world's coming to an end According to Josh, but until it does, we're still going to be playing your music and appreciating the, <laughs> you letting us do that. So head on over and check out Carlton Zeus on iTunes uh, or www.carltonzeus.com. Uh, they I, you know, like I said, I just can't think of a single thing to talk about, Roger. Um, uh, you know, something happened on Tuesday, but I kind of been out of it.
0: What, what's going on? Well, let me look at this outline that you sent us. Um, you know, we were chatting on here before we started the recording and everybody knows josh is the the black pill guy and you know we always pick on him and call him the doomsayer or whatever but i would tell you admittingly that i start to see things more and more from his perspective and, and even which scaringly even agree a lot more with him on a lot more of these issues and before we get into some of the specifics you know we got obviously the election the ballots and there's 15 different topics to talk about here is one thing that i have changed my and i've been chewing on this for several days now and it's uh I think I'm kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm at the, the the resting place for for where I want to be on this this issue. But you see all these social media posts. Hey, let's just love one another. Let's hug and kiss and hold hands. It doesn't matter about your politics, which nobody gave a shit about for the last four years, right? When Trump was in office, it was hey, let's burn the motherfucker down. Now everybody's like, "Kumbaya." You know, you can still love one another, and uh, you know it doesn't matter what your politics are, and it doesn't matter you know their family and blood's thicker and this and that. And I used, to, I used to actually believe that. I, I believed it all the way up until this week. And, it, and it's, not even, it's not even the results of the election is what, what's changed my, my view of this. Um, I think it's looking more into some of the specifics. So if you had a friend or a family member that was taking about, and when I say taking, I say stealing, call it what you want, that was taking $10,000 from you a year, would you, call it, would you can still consider them a friend? Would you still consider them family? If you had a family or friend that was going to take your health care options away from you, would you still consider them a family? Would you still consider them a friend? If you had a family or friend that was going to take away some other financial incentives, such as you know possibly your four hundred one k you know deductions or credits, uh, things with your house mortgage, would you still consider them close family friend? If you had an individual that was trying to take away your Second Amendment rights, would you still consider that person a family or friend? And so I think this is where I differ a lot of, of this stuff. You know, they live, a, a lot of folks live in this, this fairy tale world where we had this conversation the other day on, on social media, it, it, principles of, of it. And they talked about this one in particular person said that I didn't vote for Biden. I voted against Trump. And heaven forbid we bring up any type of freaking polling because they've been wrong forever now and they, they should just all quit, like Frank Luntz said, which he should quit too. But uh, 49% of the Biden voters said they voted against Trump and not for Biden. And I'll call BS on it because you know what? You didn't vote against Trump. You voted for Biden and his policies because guess what? That's what you're getting and you can sit there and say family friends and we need to kumbaya the line is drawn like you can live in whatever world that you want to live in and you can have whatever ideology that you want to have and you can believe in whatever government or or whatever principles you want to have but when that starts to impact me and my way of life now i have a problem with it so i tell you i throw it out there for for josh i mean i you know i think i start to see a little bit more his his way but I'm done with that stuff. Like we talked about cleaning up and purging, you know, the social media accounts and even some of my close friends, because here's the fact, if you were out there and you can take offense to it, you can do whatever. If you voted for Biden, you voted to take money out of my pocket. If you voted for Biden, you voted to limit my second amendment rights. If you voted for Biden, you voted to take away some of my healthcare options. All right. If you voted for Biden, you voted for late term abortions, period. And these people, it it, it goes back to. So all you Biden supporters out there, all you Biden voters out there, and especially the Republicans that were Republicans for Democrats. So so what policy of Biden's did you vote for? Go ahead and break that down for me, because the minute you take those things from me, it goes back to, you know, the book that I just finished reading that your dad recommended, Atlas Shrugged. I would rather you just rob me. Just rob me and and just take it from me because it's not yours. You don't deserve it, but you're going to, you're going to, you know, oh, you know, it's for the better of of the people and it's betterment of society and, you know, general welfare and stuff. Well, it's not a tax. Well, you know, you you call it what you want. You are taking it from me and you don't deserve it. I would rather you just rob me and just just take it. Because, you know what, here's the thing. Somebody who is a burglar or somebody who robs you knows they don't deserve what you have. That's why they're taking it. They know they can't earn what you have, which is why you're taking it. The problem with our political system right now is the government believes, because remember, you didn't build that. We all remember that, right? They believe that what's yours is theirs. They believe they have a right to it. They believe they have earned it. And so I tell you, you know, this might hurt a lot of friends and, and, you know, some extended family members and this and that, but you have voted to take resources out of my pocket and not just mine. When I say mine, it's collective. Myself, my wife, my kids Couple kids in college uh, Even my dog, yes, my Alaskan Malamute Who I will probably be voting for As a write-in candidate for 2022 So, Josh, you know, I know it's a, it's a, it's a little uh, It's a little broader of a topic I guess we can get down into to the nitpick here in a minute But thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I I said this I don't know It was, a you know, probably about two months ago I made the comment <laughs> That People who are voting for Biden simply because they hate Trump, hate their, hate Trump more than they love their country. Absolutely. And the backlash, the backlash that I got on my social, on my personal social media was significant. Right. And, and, and and that's fine because a lot of people, well, I'm, I'm deeply offended, right? People were, you know, just, just deeply offended, I was like, okay, I one. If you know me, you, you should probably not be surprised when I say controversial things, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not something no nobody nobody who knows me would be like, oh, I can't believe Josh said something, you know, said that. It's like you, we you met we we met, right? Um, but they 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 truly do because it's like you pointed out, it's like you didn't vote against Trump, you voted for all those things that you said, and you know what else you voted for. You voted for packing the courts. You you voted for expanding the Supreme Court. You voted to take money away from me and my family. Um, You voted for the abolishment of the Electoral College, right? Because Biden is, in 2016, Biden made the comment that the Electoral College needs to be relooked. Okay? Now, is the Electoral College, is is Biden going to get rid of the Electoral College? Absolutely not. Right and and so it, when people say you know it's going to destroy the electoral college or this or that, it's like okay, it's two thirds of the states, right? We we all know the process for for a constitutional amendment, but the damage that the Biden and and not, you know and Harris can do as, as president through executive order, you know. That's people voted for that 70 million Americans. And I'm going to say it right now. And we might lose one of our, you know, one or two of our 13 listeners, but I don't think so. <laughs> if you voted for Biden simply because you hate Trump, you don't deserve to be an American. You don't deserve to be here. You don't deserve to live in this country. You don't deserve to be a part of the most prosperous most charitable, most equitable country that the world has ever known. You don't deserve it. You absolutely don't. And for for too many years, people have gone with that, well, let's just be kind to one another. Let's just be nice to one another. All the while, the other side, they weren't. Dude, they were in a knife fight. And we didn't realize it. And this whole be kind to each other, I'm going to so, – okay. Speaking of one of the devils, Ocasio-Cortez just tweeted, and I'm going to read you her tweet verbatim, quote, is anyone archiving these Trump psychopaths for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. Why would I have to delete my tweet? Why would I have to delete my tweet saying I support Trump? Why would an elected official want to catalog what I tweet? That's that's some Gestapo shit. That is that is some one hundred percent Stalin esque language. But that's what people voted for. People just voted for that. Seventy million of you. Seventy million people. Just voted for that. And it goes back, and I've been thinking about Luke's point, you know, Luke's quote he a lot for the last couple of days. When you meet somebody, are those people going to actively order you onto a train? Are they gonna participate in it? Are they gonna look the other way? Or are they gonna willingly get on that train themselves? That's been playing in my head a lot. And you guys, you can call me Black Pill, Doctor Doom, Wishy Washy, <laughs> whatever. That shit's coming. I'm telling you, that shit is coming. It won't be in the next four years. It won't be in the next eight years. But that shit is coming. And people can call me crazy. People can be like, oh, Josh is just crazy. That's just Josh. He's, you know, Dr. Doom, whatever. Our children will see it in their lifetime. Mark my words. And right now, right here for posterity, it's going to happen. So Luke's already like this motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> so well, I don't think you're heaven, crazy. He'd get, get his thought on what Josh. I, I don't
1: think, I don't think you're crazy. Um, uh, I, what I, what I don't want the audience to think is that we're all, uh, having a collective meltdown because of the way the election went. Um, maybe those two guys are, I don't think I'm having a meltdown. Didn't go the way I thought it would, uh, for sure. But, we're not going to be uh, standing on the mall on January 20th uh, screaming and uh, acting all the shy LaBeouf and all that stuff. Uh, it's just, and we're. I think all three of us are still kind of processing it, and it is a little shocking, all of it. I think we'll get <clears throat> into a little bit of it in the course of this podcast, what's shocking and all that stuff. I just uh again i i don't think any one of the three of us is, is freaking out it's just like it is quite a shock to the system i think we're still kind of digesting everything but i think it's important to note at this moment right now that trump hasn't lost or biden hasn't won uh it's still just a giant giant clusterfuck and that's the problem i had two problems with personal problems with the way it went um uh, you know, I think it was. Uh, you know, I stayed up pretty late that night. I've been a little under the weather. Maybe we can get into that later too, because we haven't heard anything about anyone being under the weather since Tuesday, have we? Exactly like I said. But anyway, when I went to bed, it was about. I think it was about six in the morning local, so it's probably about maybe five in the morning. So it's probably you know three, two or three in the morning uh, Eastern, and I was I was fairly comfortable with the way things were going. Uh, the Chinese, Juan, had taken a nosedive. Uh, they had uh, actually declared Trump for, or Florida for Trump. Uh, the way Wisconsin and Michigan were looking, Josh was a little bit uh, worried about Georgia and North Carolina, but I was like, you know, but the way it's going, it's going exactly like I thought it would. There's a lot of energy, a lot of voters getting out there. You know, Florida was squared away with their counts of uh, absentee mail-in and, you know, people voting on Election Day. Texas was going exactly like I thought it would. And I was like, this is in the bag, man. I mean, it's not going to be a blowout, but this is in the bag. And what what really, I'll, I'll go back, what really uh, led me to that conclusion more than anything else really was the way some of the markets were reacting uh, overseas, eastern markets, especially with the Chinese yuan crashing. I was like, done deal. This is over. <laughs> it's like... I'm fairly confident and I wake up, you know, about three hours later, I get up because so I did go to bed at five. I got up at about eight and it was just before Trump spoke and I'm looking at the news and I'm seeing all these places just stopped counting. Uh, They stopped counting in Philadelphia. They stopped counting in Detroit. They stopped counting in North Carolina, Georgia, down the line. I'm like, what is going on? And that's when I started to get kind of a bad feeling. And I was like, okay, this is absolutely going to drag out media ratings, but I still wasn't set on the fraud thing. I was like, you know, it's just, you know, there's this, this cabal of the media and, you know, trying to get ratings. They want to drag this out. So on and so forth. And, you know, as time went on you know, longer and longer, you know, as the votes are being tallied up and up and up, I'm like, okay, I'm getting a bad feeling about this over the past few days. And then that's when that same feeling I had in 2012 started to creep in. When I'm seeing the numbers, just the sheer numbers for Joe Biden come in, I was like, man, I just did not have my finger on the pulse of how people felt out there. Um, I had the finger on the pulse of how I felt, how, you know, your diehard Trump supporter felt, but I just got to reevaluate things and, you know, really start looking at my news sources and things like that. But I, I still haven't quite formulated how I feel about all that stuff yet. Um and I know I've got so much more to say on the possibilities of fraud, how it's gone forward. And I know that there's a lot of people out there. They're just like, what in the fuck is going on? I mean, the three of us are, are fairly, I mean, fairly knowledgeable on how the system works, you know uh, how elections work uh, from the moment someone casts their ballot all the way up to, you know, the electoral college and the representatives that cast their votes. And, You know, like I said, I think I'm fairly knowledgeable. But the more I delve into what's going on right now, I realize I don't have the slightest clue of what's going on in the counting stations in Detroit, up in Wisconsin, what's going on in Georgia and Florida. Every state has different laws. You know, there are you know different ballots that are being counted this time, that that way, and whatever. And I'm a fairly knowledgeable and informed person on how this works. So your average American out there who isn't as informed because they don't have time because they're working in the mill or on a farm or whatever they're doing, they truly don't know what's going on. And it's shaking their faith in the system. And that's that's the real um, sad part about this. Um, I got so much more to say, uh, especially with uh, some of the, the GOP uh, standouts, the GOP uh, that we kind of trusted last week and are showing their true colors to at least me this week. I've got a lot more to say, especially about our boy, Navy SEAL, showing his true fucking Navy SEAL colors, Dan Crenshaw, and any Navy SEAL out there who's got a problem with me saying that, you can go fuck yourself because I have had very, very few – positive interactions with Navy SEALs. And I'll say this, the way Dan Crenshaw is acting right now, he's living up to what I've seen from Navy SEALs since I first started working with him back in 2002. So he can go fuck himself. And I'm sorry for all the language in this episode, but I'm a little Mm -hmm. upset with the people that I trusted about a week ago. So I'm going to kick it over
0: to Roger and maybe we can get into some (laughs) other stuff. Well, and and you said it it right at the the, the start. I'm not... We're not angry. I'm not angry at the overall election. I mean, when it comes down to if Biden wins, I, I'm really over that. It looks like Biden's going to win. It looks like he's going to take. It. And granted, it's not over yet. I don't know. By the time we get this thing published, maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be over tonight. Who knows? It is what it is. The people voted. They Biden becomes president. I mean, heck, lived through the Carter years. Lived through, uh, lived through Clinton years. Lived through eight years of Barry. So. Presidents come and go, parties come and go. What really makes me angry, and, and, I, and I think we've all stewed over this in the, couple, the last couple of days, and, and I think we're all in the same sheet of music with this. It's, it's less about the elections, but it's, it's more about some of the specifics leading up to it, some of the backdoor things going on. And I'll tell you the one thing that pisses me off the most, win, lose, or draw. It's the lack of GOC, GOP support. Because to me, it's a bigger problem. Nobody except Lindsey Graham, who decided to come on Sean Hannity last night and donate $500,000, which, okay, that's great stuff. You donate that money, but let's not pretend it wasn't a big PR move. Every one of those, every one of those GOP folks out there, all the way down, your state legislatures ran, most of them, I should say, ran in some form or another over the last four years on the president's coattails. And then all of a sudden, when... And again, as we go forward, things may change, but especially out here in Arizona, I'm pretty in touch with what's going out here in Arizona. But as, as things pop up, we're like, wow, this is kind of not right. Or, hey, we should wait for this, or we need more details, or, or you know, wait for, the, wait for the, the ballots to be counted. When the president needed their support, crickets. I mean, I sat here, and, and we weren't the only ones. There were a lot of pundits out there like, GOP, where the hell are you at? Where's Mitch McConnell? You read. You talked about Crenshaw. You have these high-profile. Uh, you have these high-profile personalities up there. Mark Rubio. I mean, all these guys have the you know, guys and gals have these cryptic messages they just put out there. But there is no support. You know, and, and I understand they're not wanting to back themselves in a corner. But you can definitely come out like, look, President Trump. He is the president of the United States. We are all for fair elections. I tell you this. When it comes down, and this is me personally, when I read into it, the way it looks with Pennsylvania is that, uh, oh yeah, by the way, their, their court kind of legislated from the bench there. Because from what I understand, and I'm no lawyer, no constitutional lawyer, election lawyer, but it looks like the Republican legislature had already set procedures in place, and then the governor tried to change it, and then the court backed the governor. Now, I can't speak to Michigan, I can't speak to other stuff, because that gets into some of their voter fraud and this and that. But what really pisses me off up front is just the lack of GOP support. You wanted his support for the last four years. And you know why? And this this goes back to the bigger thing that I've been saying for years or for months on the podcast and for years. They just want it the way it was, man. They just want to to go back to the status quo. And this is the media, and this is everybody. Because make no mistake about it, I will tell you this, and maybe this is some black helicopter thing, when uh, Trump came out and said, hey, uh, Murdoch, maybe I start my own news station. Huh, that's kind of weird, because a couple days later, they just uh, prematurely called Arizona blue. Maybe it was premature. I mean, we'll see how the votes turn out. But there are definitely a lot of other states out there they haven't called, other than Arizona. So that kind of leads me to believe that, and it's not just an isolated incident. If you put a lot of these things together, it's pretty clear to me that, the anti-Trumpers were always there. They were they were anti-Trumpers. But what's worse than that, and, and I, I hold them up there with rhinos and, and the Mitt Romneys, you pretend to be a Trump supporter, but hey, man, when the rubber meets the road, times get a little tough. I ain't got anything to do with it. They were always anti-Trumpers. Because you know why? They got tired of being called out. But here, here's the one thing, and, and we can get into the rhetoric later because that goes into a little bit of, of I want to get into what happened in, in the actual election. But when you look at his actual policies, I mean, Trump was very middle of the road in a lot of things. They, when you look at the, the averages and where he was with infrastructure spending, when you, where you look at where he was foreign policy-wise, where you look at where he was you know, as far as uh, economic policy, when you look at where he was as far as government spending, he was a little bit on the left. He was a little bit on the right. And he pissed a lot of people off, and he, he, was, he was the first one to call people out and dime them out. Uh, And I shouldn't say dime them out. He was the first one calling them out. Hey, man, you're supposed to be doing this. And you know what? Here's the one thing. Nobody out there can say that he was uh, biased in who he called out. He has called out the left media. He has called out the right media. He has called out Democrats. He has called out Republicans. And I tell you, they're pissed off and they don't like that. And they want to go back to the way it was because it's the Coke and Pepsi wars. Hey, it's not about Coke and Pepsi being number one or number two. It's about Coke and Pepsi creating a barrier to entry that is so great that nobody else can come in and ruin the party. And that's what, that's what I believe, what I see is going on right now. And that kind of, that, that's what really makes me angry. One thing I want to touch on before I throw it to Josh, and I don't know if you guys are tracking this or not. I just found this out today and, and I'm actually pretty shocked. And this scares the shit out of me. So Josh, you mentioned the electoral college and you, you, man, this goes into like, I have like five or six bullets and it keeps touching all of them because one people are just dumb. Like they have no idea how elections work They have no idea How the government works And I'm not saying We're experts But you should have A general knowledge Of how this stuff works and, and people Left and right Conservatives Liberals Democrats Republicans A lot of them are idiots And you should probably Pick up the Constitution You should probably Read a newspaper Every now and then You should probably write, you know, Read the news Watch the news But when we talked About the electoral college And popular vote And obviously There's this big push On the left For popular vote Because I guess They want California And New York To just go ahead And govern The entire United States and at first, I just kind of blew a lot of it off because we'd sat here and talked about two-thirds of the states and this and that. Do you realize you don't need two-thirds of the state to do that for a popular vote? And we're not talking about a constitutional amendment. Any of you guys, either of you guys heard of the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact?
2: Yeah, they tried that came around like two years ago.
0: Right. So let me give you an update on this thing. Basically, what these states have done, these state legislatures have said have – said, we are not going to have our electoral votes go to the popular vote of the state. Our electoral votes will go to the national popular vote. And I'll read this thing through here. I actually had to pull it up because it's uh, of course you can see that it's, it's all the left States, but it's um, let's see here as of July, 2020, it has been enacted into law in 16 jurisdictions, possessing 196 electoral votes, including four small States eight medium states, three big states. So they they talk about Delaware, Hawaii, Rhode Island, Vermont, Colorado, Connecticut, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New Mexico. You're starting to see a trend here, right? Oregon, Washington, California, Illinois, New York, and the District of Columbia. So basically, this is their way of circumventing the electoral college or circumventing the constitution to where, well, you know what, we don't really need two thirds vote to amend the constitution because what we'll do is we'll enact a state law that says, it doesn't matter how you vote in the state of Arizona. It doesn't matter how you vote in the state of Texas. It doesn't matter how you vote in the state of Missouri. It's going to go to the national popular vote because generally speaking, I think there are more Democrats registered to vote than, than Republicans. And when you just see the turnout, uh, you generally have more folks that turn out for, for Democrats because of New York and, and California That right there Scares the bejesus out of me So Josh You can touch on that If you want to But I want to get your thoughts On the uh, the lack of the GOP support uh, You know Senate and, and congressmen And congresspersons uh, For the president
2: No I mean you were, you were spot on You know The only people that I've seen Come out in support Of the president Is Jim Jordan, he there's video of him. He's actually you know on the steps of one of the ballot counting centers, um, you know, with a megaphone, actually uh, defending the president and defending the uh, you know the process. So I'll give I'll give Jim Jordan that. Uh, but by and large, yeah, Lindsey Graham got on there and you know it's like I'll give half a million dollars to the defense fund. That's easy. Right. That's easy for Lindsey Graham. That's, uh, you know, he's probably got that in in the petty cash drawer in his office, but when it comes down to it, especially a lot of these local, a lot of the house representatives, Luke's boy, you know, Dan Crenshaw, uh, yeah, man, they absolutely rode, you know, rode Trump's popularity, rode Trump's coattails, and now they're quiet. You know, I remember growing up when I was a kid. My mom said, "You find out who your friends are in the hard times. When you're, you know, during the good times, everybody wants to be your friend. Everybody wants to be around you. But you know, when you need money, you need a ride somewhere. You need, you know, you need a couch to sleep on. She's like, that's when you'll find out who your friends mm-hmm. really are. And uh, you know, I, right now, Trump's find out who his friends are and who those people. I tell you what. Uh, regardless of how, regardless of how this shakes out, Trump will make it his mission in life for the last six, seven, eight weeks in office to make their life as miserable as he possibly now, can. Now here you can
0: just start an FBI no. investigation, right? I mean, can't you just do that?
2: I tell you what, well, you know, I've i been asking the question as, as have other people, Where the hell is Bill Barr at? Where's the attorney general? Where is the Department of Justice at right now? There, you know, and people's like, oh, well, there's no evidence of voter fraud. Like you said, there's video. There is actual video. There's uh, you, two United States Postal Service workers who are who have come forward, so they're willing to testify under oath to fraud with ballots. And to me, I, if you're not going to believe somebody who you know one of the workers who works there and says, hey, you know, testified under oath, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to believe. You're not going to believe a videotape. I don't know what you're going to believe, right? It's like Luke said before we got started on this, you know, the cognitive dissonance uh, of, of some, you're just never going to convince people. And that's fine, um, I, you know, I guess, but yeah, man, there, there's a lot of people who, you know, they love that Trump money. They love that Trump support. But when uh, when it's time to you know get their hands dirty, they're not willing to do it and it's noted it is absolutely one hundred percent noted. As I sit back and I look and I kind of, you know, take stock of, of what's you know what's going on with the GOP and the party, because Trump, in a way, a lot of he re-energized the Republican base and he 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 shaped it a little bit, right? He, he reshaped it, took it off a little bit of you know the direction that it was headed. There's a big ass Republican base out there now. They were excited for Trump. They love Trump and they love Trump because he was not the establishment because he was not the establishment guy. And these establishment guys right now are proving and they are just, you know, reinforcing why we don't like establishment people. That's all they're doing, you know? So, yeah, yeah. As far as the folks go that, you know, are not supporting Trump, that's you know, I'm a force gumpet and really that's all that's all I have to say on that. But you know, you talk about the uh, you know that interstate clause. That is scary. And I remember when I came up a couple of years ago, it was Nevada that really Nevada was one of the states that really, really pushed it. Um, but, you know, it, obviously it's grown some legs and, uh, and taking shape. And, you know, you talk about the, you know, the states that are in it, those are all, those are all blue states, uh, reliably blue states, uh, you know, maybe soon you'll add Arizona to that. And, uh, you know, and Texas, because, you know, those are two states that are, that are headed that direction. Um, and I, you know, I pulled up, I pulled up some numbers for, uh, for Texas, And I'll go through them real quick. So in 2000, 2.4 million Democrat votes in Texas, right? So that was 37% of the the vote uh, that voted for uh, for Al Gore in Texas. In 2004, 2.8 million, 38%. 2008, 3.5 million, 43%. It dipped in 2012, back down to 3.3 million, 41%, right? Because Barry, Barry, at two, let's face it, 2012, a lot of folks in Texas didn't care for Barry. Uh, a lot of folks across the U.S. didn't care for Barry. The GOP just put up a super crappy candidate in Mitt Romney. Um, but in 2016, it started climbing again, right? 3.8 million, 43%. And right now, as it stands, 5.1 million which is 46% voted voted Democrat in Texas, right? And you go back and look at the numbers, Trump only carried Texas by about 800,000 votes. Now that's a lot of people, right? When you're talking, you know, you, you, you look at a crowd of people and if there's 800,000 people, that's a lot of damn people. When you're talking about votes, that's not a lot of votes in the grand scheme of things. Right. And so you see that. What is it going to be in four years, especially as Californians leave California because of shitty Democrat leftist policies? It's not fucking and California. Moved Arizona dude. And move to Texas. What is that going to be in 2028? Yeah, because right? so there's so years- many
1: Californians. There's so many Californians moving. It's fucking immigration, Josh. It's not Californians moving to Texas and Arizona. Jesus. Californians
2: are just part of it. You're correct. I don't know. I don't know. I know this may come as a shock to you. I know it may sting a little bit because it's Texas. Right. How's North
1: Carolina doing, Josh? Which way that's going to go? That's not my home te- state, bro. Texas, Texas. That's not oh, my home well, state. Flor- Florida Carolina, was closer no, than dude, Texas. North Carolina Florida was closer than Texas.
2: North Carolina is the Denver. It's where you live, the, dude? It is. I the bet you Berkeley more people
1: in Slovenia would vote for Trump than people in North Carolina or Florida. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Dude, North Carolina where I live is a now. blue state. It's been a, dude, North I Carolina chose to live, has an identity you crisis. There, you go to Asheville. Asheville is the Berkeley of the count, East. It's like I can't Springs, count on bro. you
1: guys for nothing, man. I can't count. Ca- you know, when you go to, you know, when you move somewhere, it's on you for that state to be red, man. It's on you. <laughs> now, God forbid I get stationed in, in D.C. next. Then I'll never hear the end of it or or Virginia. No, Josh, I I, I, I cut you
2: off. Go ahead. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people said Arizona would never ever be blue. People were like, that's crazy. That's crazy talk when you think about Arizona 20 years ago being blue. But I guarantee you, if people would have said, hey, 20 years ago, one day there's gonna be a state that decriminalizes heroin and cocaine, people would be like, dude, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. Oregon just did it. In eight years, Texas will be blue. Texas will be purple in 2024. In 2028, Texas will be blue. Especially with the mail-in ballots now, now that we've established mail-in ballots as a a widely accepted form of voting, I don't know that you'll ever see another Republican president in our lifetime. I don't know that you'll ever see it now that we've accepted mail-in ballots because it's easy. I'm just going to send a whole bunch of mail-in ballots out and... uh, it's gonna be what's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fucking Tammany Hall. It's what it's gonna be. Bunch of Tammany Hall hucksters. That's all it is. Banana Republic. Hmm. That's
1: it. Drink, everyone. Drink. <laughs> Every time Josh says Banana Republic, dark days ahead. You have to drink. Probably gonna
0: say it <laughs> He does bring up a valid point though, right? Same because as much this, as, you you know, want, this goes back to what I was just saying. I'm less angry about the whole Biden, Trump, Trump wins, loses, whatever. We've lived through good presidents, bad presidents, but talk about the, the mail-in balloting, Luke. I mean, this goes hand in hand with what Trump is doing right now, which a lot of people don't see. Donald Trump is employing the Al Gore strategy where you have to get ahead of everything because once votes hit the table, it's hard for a court to come back yeah. and remove them. So no, when you look at yeah. the ballot, once well, yeah. that's on the table, That's never going away, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. It's not going away. And we we called this, I mean, the the faithful canteeners out there, uh, we called this a long time ago, months ago. I I remember the first, well, I remember the last time, I think we brought it up. I said something to the effect of, you know, it was four months out from the election. I was like, this mail-in vote, they got to get a handle on it because we're four months out. And if you know the federal government or state government even, it's going to take longer than four months. They better be rolling this out now. And they never really did. They never rolled out the procedure. They rolled out the uh, the mail-in ballots. That's fine. And maybe, I don't even think we should waste our time, you know, talking about the difference between a mail-in ballot and an absentee ballot with the chain of custody, with an, with an absentee ballot versus you just mail this thing in and it just goes from your mailbox to the post office, to the election with no chain of custody. There's a difference, people. Okay. And I, I, I'm not going to entertain that anymore. There, I'll just say there's a difference. There's a chain of custody with one, which is legit. And then there's just not with the other. So let's just, let's leave that for now. So they didn't roll out. Obviously they didn't. I think Florida got it, got it pretty good. Josh's home state uh, got it pretty good. I mean, they had it squared away. <laughs> they got it squared away. They got the results <laughs> in real quick. And Fox news would not call it. And I was just going nuts. I was like, why are you not calling this? So to your point, Roger, it's like, yeah, it's not going away. It is a mess. You know, I, I I'll hold a little bit of quote unquote faith in the system and say it'll be, uh, streamlined more in the future, but that won't make it any better. I'm not saying it'll make it any better. I just think it might be streamlined. Um, and Yeah, that that strategy of get out ahead of it with the, you know, getting the courts and all that stuff. Dude, I think that the DNC or whoever's running the show, whoever's driving the train, which I can't quite figure that one out, knows that you can't just have one battle in one state like Al Gore did. You're going to have to, in order to obfuscate the issue and turn it into, Something other than a fight in one state, you're going to have to do it in multiple fronts, which is what's going on with North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. So now you've got all these legal fights that are different fights in every state. And the message is they just don't want to accept the, uh, the outcome of the election. Look at it. Look at all these fights. They're, they're trying to fight against a legit election. And everything's getting obfuscated and people are, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but they're, uh, conf- nah, there it is, they're conflating terms, they're conflating issues and saying Trump doesn't want to count ballots. He wants the counting to stop. It's, it's just, it's not what he said. Um, you know, when he got up and made his speech, uh, when he said, and frankly, we did win, I mean, that was, you know, the news just jumped on it. Oh, he, he just declared himself the winner. It's like, no, dude, you got to listen to everything in context. Everything's being taken out of context. Everything's being conflated. You know what this serves to do? Let's just say that Trump does win all these legal battles in all these states, and he comes out the winner. You know, he gets 272 or something. Well, then he just, you know, it alienates, oh, you know, 70 million people or how many other people voted for Biden and vice versa. If, if Biden is just like declared the winner, you've alienated without due diligence on all of these issues we've been talking about, you've alienated a, a half, you know, less than half of the voting population. I mean, it's just, just this doesn't end well at all. It doesn't end well. It's, it, it's, it's not being handled the right way. And I think that's where these spineless GOP you know bench sitters right now. That's what they're thinking. They're like, well, I, I don't want to be part of this, you know. And it looks like Biden's going to win, so I'm going to you know curry some favor. That's where the GOP always goes wrong. The Republicans think they're going to curry favor with the other side. They're going to curry favor with the likes of you know AOC. And I'm not even going to say Pelosi because I think Pelosi plays the game. I think she plays the game. I think you can curry favor with her, and that's what they're doing. It's just it's it's just disgusting. And I want to read this tweet from. Uh, from Dan Crenshaw. It's just, we've been calling him out all day. And Josh was taking my name in vain, using my line uh, earlier without <laughs> citing me in the footnotes of his tweet, which pissed me off. But this is what Crenshaw said he tweeted. Now, listen real close. If Trump loses, he loses. It was never an impossible outcome and we must accept the final result when it is over. That's the first part. That's his first sentence. His second sentence is, but the unfortunate reality is that there is very little trust in the process where irregularities have been flagrant and transparency lacking. What a milk toast fence sitter, bench sitter tweet. What kind of tweet is that? What kind of tweet is that? What are you saying, Dan? What are you saying? I mean, you're so mealy mouthed. If he loses, he loses. That's currying favor with the other side and trying to calm everybody down. And then the very next sentence, he's like, but the unfortunate reality is there's very little trust in the process. So what the fuck are you going to do about it, Dan? What are you going to do about it? You're just going to send out tweets like that, try to placate both sides? I mean, what does that serve? You know, and the quote is, I guess it's Josh's quote now, <laughs> is, well, I guess they're not going to make a movie or write a book about it. So Navy SEALs aren't up for a good fight. If that's the case, there's no movie or book. I guess I guess old Dan Crenshaw is not going to fight, is he? You know, bitch ass Dan Crenshaw, man, giving my state a bad name. You know, I was I was all in his corner. I was a I was I was in Dan Crenshaw's corner. Now he's he's dead to me, man. He's dead to me. I'm done with you, bro. I'm I'm completely done. But so, Roger, why don't you break it down for us? I'm getting a little I'm getting a little hyped here. Uh, why don't you break it down if you can? And I'm putting you on the spot by doing this. Break it down, like where. It stands right now because if somebody picked up and listened to this podcast ever and a- after not having followed the news uh, for a while they would have figured we're like Patriots fans right. here we're like Patriots or Cowboys fans right it's like one day <laughs> I'll tell a quick story we're like Patriots and Cowboys fans so I've heard I've heard both fans on talk radio after the day after a game on a Monday and <laughs> I was up in Boston one time and I you know I didn't catch the game the night before, and I'm listening to these Patriots fans calling in saying our team we're the worst in the NFL. We've got the worst coach, the worst players. Brady's past his prime, and I'm like, dude, the Patriots must have gotten killed last night, bro. They must have gotten just schwacked. And I I, so I look up the score real quick. The Patriots actually won by like a field goal. (laughs) Cowboys fans are the same way. Unless it's a blowout, they're like, we suck. So my point is. I think if somebody picked this podcast up and listened to it, having not watched the news since Tuesday, they would think that Biden won. So that's not the case yet, but Roger, if you could break it down, like where everything stands right now, uh can, can you do that? Yeah, Is that I can possible? do some
0: of it. And Josh, can. I think he's got some more news that he can fill in on. But real quick before I get to that. So the Senate Republicans pinned this on their Twitter page. Uh, real At Real Donald Trump has spent the last four years standing up for America. We're standing beside him every step of the way. Not sure exactly. Oh, well, I take back everything yeah. I said then. So you're just wrong because they put out the tweet. <laughs> and uh, <clears> then, <throat> of course, you have... <laughs> John Barrasso coming out. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We'll keep fighting for that real Donald Trump. I haven't seen any of these folks. And and what it does is it it helps to validate some of the claims that he's making. Okay. And I'll go into your question here in a minute. So let me forget. But Half of America doesn't even like Donald Trump anyway, and, and they just think, "Oh, he's just cooking off. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about." There's no no credence in this stuff. There's no validity to it, and, and what it does is it helps to add validity if there actually is voter fraud. Which again, we've seen the videos, and I'm not saying there is, isn't, or whatever, but it looks pretty apparent to me. So somebody needs to look into it. But he, you know, here's what's disturbing to me is that I think his name's Andrew McCarthy. He's one of the uh, I think he was one of the attorneys. Uh, he was on Fox News today and i'm paraphrasing here or summarizing but he basically said yeah you might find some voter fraud out there he's like but let's say you lose by 100,000 votes so you know what if you don't find enough fraud to cover the 100,000 votes and yeah just kind of is what it is so that's fine so okay and now i get it okay out of out of 100 and, and what 140 million voters if you found one case of voter fraud 10 cases of voter fraud whatever okay i get it i get what his point is but you mean to tell me that, which we've seen hundreds of videos, and again, maybe some of them are founded, some, maybe some of them are art. Uh, they definitely, I think they need to look into them. But you look at, so if you're down by 100,000 votes and they only find 20,000 cases of, of voter fraud, well, you know, it, it, it really didn't make up the 100. I mean, that, that just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. There shouldn't be one case. Well, one, you know what solves this? Voter ID. Totally total another issue. But... Anyway, the, uh, back to what you were saying as far as where it stands, well, I can speak specifically for Arizona that, so you had early voting and in Arizona, you could do it by mail-in ballot, which was essentially like an absentee ballot. ballot. So you have to go and you have to solicit for it, or you can actually go in and put in, uh, you put in your request when you register a vote that I want to be a permanent early, uh, ballot receiver. So on that list, so every election, I get it in the mail, I do my thing, I do my signature, or whatever. And you can either A, mail it back, or B, go to a polling station and drop it off. And then we also had early in-person voting, which stopped, I believe, three or four days before November 3rd. So all the way up until that Friday or Saturday, you could go to a polling location and vote early. At the same time, folks were also dropping in their mail-in ballots at those same locations. Now, I don't know the exact statistics, but from what I've seen and kind of what what the pundits are putting out there, especially here in Maricopa County, the amount of early in-person voters and same-day voting was roughly anywhere between 57 to 65% in favor of Trump. And so if you look at the average of those two from what Trump is down now in Arizona, and with the outstanding ballots that are out there, if you took the average, say you, you stuck at about sixty percent, that he would actually have enough votes to not only catch Joe Biden but surpass him. So then the other piece of this comes in, you know. So count every vote, and these are these are not. Let, let's not conflate this with with Pennsylvania because each state has their own issue. These are not votes that came in after election day. These are votes that were in before election day. And those folks that went in person early voting were predominantly Trump supporters. So those votes got counted last, I think for obvious reasons. So that's what they're counting right now. The issue around all of that, besides just allowing them to count the votes before you declare the winner, is declaring the winner, which Fox News did. And I think the AP poll did. And they refused to go back on it. And I'm not going to, whatever, man, Each, each company does their thing. Each news media does their thing. But You clearly have no understanding of the lay of the land out here if you're calling it that early and they called it when people were still voting out West. That's the problem that I have because now you've got folks, maybe you're a Trump supporter in California, maybe you're a Trump supporter in Washington, maybe you're a Trump supporter in Oregon and it goes beyond just being a Trump supporter because you have down ballot voting, right? So maybe if you're out there and you're like, holy cow, he just lost Arizona. It's over. This is done. Then maybe you don't go vote. And then not only is it impacting just the national election, but you're also starting to impact the down-ballot candidates, specifically Republican, which, by the way, it looks like down-ballot across the board. It's another whole topic. Uh, it looks like you know there was a red wave down-ballot, not necessarily the blue wave that they were looking for. So when you look at Pennsylvania, you're looking at, from what I understand this, and some people can poop all over me and come back and correct me, the legislature – had said that you can receive ballots up to this day. And I actually went through and read, dude, it's like reading army regulations. I tried to read the Pennsylvania, like election guidelines and holy cow. It's like, okay, so section 530G specifically lays out the timelines. So I go look for 530G. Well, 530G is not even in that document. Like you have to go to another document to find the 530G. And of course it says in accordance with 230F14. And then, you know, so you have to do all this searching. But anyway, long story short, what it looks like is the Pennsylvania legislature said, OK, you have to receive it by this, this time period, Election Day, because I think the Constitution actually says that, um, if I'm not mistaken, that you actually uh, you, you cast those votes on Election Day. So they set the guideline. The governor and I believe the secretary of state uh, said, no, we're going to extend that guideline because of COVID. And the GOP said, hey, you can't just do that. We, we have legislature here. So it didn't go to the Supreme Court. It went up to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court where they came back and said, yep, the extension is granted. Now, it did go up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court didn't rule on it. What they said was, ah, and this was smart on them. Hey, you know what? What you need to do is segregate those ballots. The ones that came in after Election Day, you can count them, but segregate them. Uh, that way they can be removed. And and that's a smart move on their part because that's the problem with a lot of this. And this was the Gore strategy that we talk about. Hey man, once the votes are counted and they hit the ballot, you're not going to remove them. Well, at least here in this case, there is a chance that several hundred thousand votes or whatever it is can actually be removed because guess what? You didn't vote on election day. Your vote wasn't in. So how long does this thing go? I mean, everybody says every vote count and I want every legal vote to count, but we called this back in the day with the mail-in ballots. Some states had already been doing this for years and had a place, uh, had a process in place, like Florida, and they came out super fast. You've got other places that haven't done this, so you're trying to to get all this set up in three or four months. So, so what can they count for the next six months? Does it go seven months if you find a ballot uh, eight months down the road that? Oh, by the way, here's a batch of a thousand that's dated November third. So, can we count these now? Do we go back and change it? I mean, you have to have some cutoff, and those things are in places, uh, in place when you come to Michigan uh georgia i think even minnesota i think that's more the fraud cases they're talking about and and again i disagree with the decision maker and i can't remember his name but he's the uh i think he's either the one or two i see the decision maker for fox news because they actually asked him hey how do like 130 thousand votes that are all joe biden come in i mean like that doesn't even statistically doesn't even make sense like that's that's mathematically impossible right and here was his answer Well, we might be, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is pretty damn close. We might be divided as a nation, but we are unified as communities and most communities vote alike. So you mean to tell me you've got a community of 130,000 registered voters that all 130,000 registered voters voted for Joe Biden? That's like statistically impossible, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen. You're going to have one person show up that's like, no, I'm voting for you know Jorgensen or or you know Snuffy the, the elephant or whatever Kanye West or whatever whoever the hell's on the on the ballot. I could see if it was a community of 50. I could see if you were in Alaska and they're bringing in the the the, the ballots off a sled from a, a town of, of 42. Okay, yeah, they might all be Republicans or maybe they're all Democrats or whatever. You're never going to convince me that anything over a hundred is going to be, dude, you can't put five people in a room and decide what to watch on TV, much less have everybody vote for the the, the same guy for president. I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous. I I just don't believe anything over 100, even anything over 50 that you would say out of one, you can't go to my neighborhood. And I I would say the listeners out there and you guys, I mean, let me know if I'm crazy. You can't go in my neighborhood and find 48 votes in here where everybody's going to vote the same. Right? I mean, it's going to be a change.
2: You're, you're 100% right. There are 53 houses in my neighborhood. I can tell you nobody in our neighborhood voted the, the the same. There were not 53 houses that voted for Donald Trump. There were not 53 that voted for Biden, that voted for Jorgensen. It is statistically impossible. Um, you know. And some other things, right? Some other things that just point to irregularities. And here you... I'll say this before I say that. You know, say that. I, and I, you know, and I know I can speak for for you too. Hey, man, if it's a fair fight and and Trump loses, then Trump loses. And on January twentieth, yep. Biden's inaugurated, and what? Mad-ass. That's my president. Joe Biden's my president, and I don't want the plane to crash because I don't like the pilot, right? Um, and I know that probably you know that contradicts what I said <laughs> earlier about this you know this country. <laughs> for, for, for what they've done, but at the end of the day, you know, if it's a fair fight, then it's a fair fight, and it is what it is, right? I, mean, I, I can at least I can accept that. I can accept a fair fight. What I can't accept, and I, I, I well, what I what I question is the fact that Biden underperformed Hillary and Obama in every major city except for. Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Every other major city, Biden underperformed Obama and Hillary. And I'm looking at I'm looking at the numbers here. How does Biden underperform one? How does Biden underperform Barack Obama in 2008? How does that happen? But he draws more votes overall. Than Barack Obama in two thousand eight, you're telling me the guy who couldn't pull a thousand people to a rally got more total votes than Barack, than two thousand eight Barack Obama? Nope. I I no. Don't buy it. the The GOP lost zero House races, zero. So you're telling me people went in the booth and they bubbled in Biden and Harris and then voted Republican down ticket. No, I, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy it. You're telling me like Roger, you know like you said, Roger, those Biden dumps are a hundred percent. those ballot dumps are hundred percent Biden. A hundred percent? No. I don't buy it. They found 14,000 ballots in Virginia on a thumb drive. And I don't know how Virginia does its, you know, <laughs> does its voting. I don't know how they store votes that they found the 24 hours after election day. And they're like, Oh, we missed, we overlooked these because we thought these were provisional ballots and they're on a thumb drive. One, why the hell are you, and this is from, this is from Fairfax County, right? Fair, and For those of you who don't know who Fairfax County is, that's Northern Virginia right? That's Mount Vernon everywhere in there. So you're telling me one, you keep ballots on a thumb drive. All right. Zero. Automatically I'm questioning, I'm mean, like, automatically I'm questioning that. And two, you're telling me 14,000 ballots were all 100%. Joe yeah,
0: that Biden? was one of the last counties to report I'm for quest- Virginia.
2: Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely 100% questioning that. Um, and some other news because I'm, I'm I'm keeping track of Twitter right now. Uh, so some other news. All right, this is just out of Michigan about 20 minutes ago. Antrim County in Michigan has flipped to a win for Donald Trump. And I'm going to read the tweet. All right, and this is this is from Michigan's uh, election uh, officials. Antrim County flipped to a win for Donald Trump after an election software glitch was fixed today. Revised totals now show that Trump won by an estimated 2,500 votes because of a software glitch. Why did the software? Why did the software glitch? Why did it go against Donald Trump? Why was not there a software glitch against Joe Biden? Why did Joe Biden carry every city in these states that there are some questions about? But he didn't carry. it? He underperformed in every other major city.
0: So, quick question on that. So quick question what? on that Because I actually tweeted Something on that along that line Those lines Is it me or Is it It seems to me Every election I can recall It's always the Democrat votes That come in at the end
2: Yes They need to know I mean they got to wait For election day To see what You know what the spread is And boom, You know they got to figure out What they got to cover um, So you go to You go to Miami right And I'm going to use Miami Dade my You know out of My home state of Florida Miami Dade that's that encompasses downtown Miami for, for those who you know don't own a globe. <laughs> it has been blue ever since I can remember. Trump, Trump pulled the most Latino votes out of Miami Dade than any other Republican ever has. Four hundred and fifty thousand. What's significant about that is those Latinos down there, they are Americans of Cuban and Venezuelan descent, right? So again, for those of you who you know, don't read the news or don't understand, why is that significant? Because they know, they know what the democratic party brings. They know the democratic party brings socialism and that shit is fresh in their mind. The unfortunate part is, is that those are the older generations at least for the cubans right and so they you know they don't have a whole lot of election cycles left luckily there's a lot of venezuelans who you know maduro is still very fresh in their minds you know, to pick up that torch but again you're telling me that the republican who pulled the largest minority vote overall throughout the country did it except for in states where that are contested right now that not, with everything else, if it was just that on its own, I'd say, OK, yeah, like, there's probably nothing to see here. But with everything else put together, you can't tell me that you can't tell me that there aren't issues. And if he, and, and, I'll say this and I'm going to shut up. Regardless of who goes into office, one of you guys said it before, regardless of who goes into office, who, who, who comes out as the, a as the president in this thing, the real loser is the American people. The, the loser out of all this is American people. Cause anyways, Luke pointed out, you know, for those folks who don't follow this on a daily basis, for those folks who are out there, you know, in the mill, in the fields, just working their faith in the system is gone. And that, that's what, you know, one of the, w- one of our things that makes us uniquely American is our election process and our peaceful transfer of power every four years. Right. That makes us uniquely American. And when you destroy that, and when you lose faith in that, you lose faith in what makes us Americans. And that that absolutely breaks my heart, right? Because once it's gone, once that faith is gone, it's like trust. Once it's gone, it's super, super hard to get back if you ever if you ever get it back. And that's and that's the bitch of it. That's that's really what, what this is going to end up as a lot of Americans have lost faith in the system and we've lost a piece. We've lost a piece of us. And that's, that's the real, that's the Greek tragedy in all of this. So Mm -hmm. I'll throw it over to Luke. He can, uh, he can pontificate uh, for us on whatever's swirling around. Just keep going.
1: Keep talking. Keep going yeah <laughs> okay. got nothing else oh no, we had a we had a lot of good things going there uh, uh the past four years I thought uh, or not quite four years but almost I mean I thought Trump mm-hmm. was doing a pretty good job uh you know uh sure people could poke holes in that you know on the other side and even on the on the uh, conservative right Republican side too but it sure seemed like there was a, a lot of good stuff a lot of good momentum going forward and perhaps I was being a little bit uh, rose-colored glasses thinking, man. I mean, I you know I can see some of these accomplishments, especially in foreign policy. I mean, why can't other people, you know? But that's neither here nor there. It, it's, it is what it's going to be. But uh, I'm going to break it down one last time, Barney style, on what our strategic competitors try to do when they quote unquote influence the elections. And influence the elections is not a it's it's not a good term. Their ultimate goal, and I'm talking about Russians, Chinese, Iranians to a point, their ultimate goal is not for a particular candidate to win. They do not give a shit who wins. They won't be able to control them. and That's some Manchurian candidate nonsense. That doesn't happen in a country like the United States with a security apparatus being what it is. You're not going to be able to angle it to where your candidate, the Russian candidate wants to win. That's not what they do. They want to undermine faith in the system. That's what they want to do. That's what you know Josh was saying. Roger said it, I've said it. You know, the faith in the system, one way or another, in this election, the faith of the system is going to be diminished. So were they trying to do that in uh, 2016? Absolutely, they were trying to do it. But this time, it doesn't seem like they even needed to. And that's the real tragedy for me, and maybe they did, maybe they're just super good and they engineered all this, I don't believe it. But they didn't need to, man. We did that on our own. And when I say I'm trying to process this and you know I'm I'm trying not to, you know, spiral down into an existential crisis, that's what I'm talking about is that we have done this to ourselves. We have whether it's the media conglomerate, the DNC, the RNC, whoever it is, we did it to ourselves. I don't believe that the Russians engineered this plan and it executed just right. No, we've done this to ourselves, and half the country is going to be disenfranchised, and that's just the bottom line. That's just the way it is. Let's say you're a prospective voter, you know, and you were really thinking about voting this time, but you just didn't get around to registering. You know, you're just a normal Joe. You're going to vote. You're going to vote Republican or Dem. It doesn't matter. But you were on the fence on whether you're going to vote, uh, but you didn't. And you were thinking, I'll do it next time. I didn't register. I'll do it the next time because I want to be a voter now. How do you think that person's feeling right now? They're just they're not gonna vote next time either. They'd be like, nah, fuck it. I was right. I was right not to vote. <laughs> it's just it, we've done this to ourselves. I'm like, okay, well, how do I go forward from here? You know, do I get more involved to get less involved, you know, do I uh, crawl into my little shell and move to the mountains like Josh is always talking about? So I I'm I'm still feeling that that one out, you know uh still processing but again it's not over we'll see where it goes but i just don't see a happy ending when it comes to uh how people feel about the process right now and what's really bothersome to me it's you know i've always said this like at any given time of the day if you an american at any given time if you think you're doing everything right you're you're, roger's sitting there uh, playing call of duty uh you know, petting his dog or whatever. There are so many laws at the local, state, and federal level. There are so many laws. You're you're probably breaking a law at any given moment of any day. Some code or something, you're walking on the wrong side of the street, you spit, you didn't know that the city code says you can't spit in a public park. You're probably breaking a law. So where I'm going with this is, I think what really bothers me is, you know, you dig into these election laws in in different states, and you got to wonder, I mean, are the laws so complex that the system can be gamed without even, you know, committing fraud? You know, is the system that broken? And you know, part of me thinks, yeah, I think the system kind of is that broken in some states. You know, I mean, any reasonable person can watch what's going going on in the news. I happen to watch Fox on uh, election night the next morning and I'm not a math whiz or anything, but I I could definitely see there was some hinky stuff going on in the way they were reporting the numbers. You know, like you're looking at, you know, Virginia, for instance. So let's don't even take Virginia. Let's take Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts is going to go blue. Everybody knows that. But let's not call it when 0.5% of the votes are in. You know, that to me, it's like, okay, no, let's wait till all the votes come in. Let's tally them all up, and then let's say it. But no, they got to get those out of the way so that people won't turn it off and just say, okay, I'll just check back tomorrow because we're obviously not going to know for sure where Massachusetts goes. No, 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 no. What Fox did, and I'm sure all the other networks did it too, is they assumed every single state that they thought was going to go red or blue, and they focused in on all these states we're talking about right now. That's what they did, like a reality show, to keep people tuned in. And that's what's going on right now. I mean, this is, this is the media's wet dream, dude. They are so happy that this is going on because everybody's tuning in. What's happening next? It's like a reality show. It's like, you know, I have never in my lifetime, and I'll have to do some research on this. When did they ever stop counting? I mean, why do you stop counting? Stop counting so it can go out, go uh, bleed over to the next day. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a horrible tragedy. (laughs) What's going on right now? Um, Roger what well because
0: and they clearly stopped counting because they weren't prepared because they didn't know that November 3rd was election day and we were going to elect a president that day well in theory because it only comes around like every four years or so give or take All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you, you said something that's um, you said something that that really hit home uh, so I went out with my family my to vote we all did in person uh, voting early and my wife my daughter and my son and myself and uh, for my son, it was the first time that he voted. And I don't want to put him on the on the spot. Well, I guess I can because he doesn't listen to this anyway. But uh so he voted and he only voted down ballot. He didn't vote for the president and he didn't vote for the Senate. He is one of the ones, or he was one of the ones that uh well, you know, I just I don't think Trump's a good guy. Well, okay, and, and we've had the conversations. We've gone I'm not gonna belabor the point, but he he, fall, he fell into that camp. And then I kind of, you know, it's tough because I want my kids to make their own decisions. So I really didn't, I really didn't beat them up on it. I was just like, Hey, look, you, you just got to vote on people's policies. And that's just what you got to do. And kind of, you know, leave it at that. Well, my wife took it to another level, which my wife is not overly in tune to politics. You know, as, as much as we are, she, she's well above your, probably your average person out there, but not as, as in tune to it as we are. She had a couple uh, Buffalo traces that night and teed the fuck off. Right. She's like, you're embarrassed, but you yeah, should have been out there voting. You should have been Trump. Next time I'm taking your ballot, I'm going to vote that shit myself and turn it in. Right. So she was pissed. And <laughs> as I discussed with him, I said, fine, you know, and again, I wasn't trying to beat him up over it, but it was like, hey, son, elections have consequences. It's like, so when your taxes go up February 1st, because he got his new job as, a, as a, an electrical or electrician's apprentice, I'm like, I don't want to hear you bitch about it. When they come to take your gun rights away because he's 18 and he wants to carry, like, I don't want to hear you bitch about it. When, you know, your health care goes up, which my daughter has to start paying uh, in December on her own, like, I don't want to hear you bitch about it because you chose to not even take a side and vote. It's like, hey, you might not like the individual, but it's a starving person with a plate of peas and a plate of spinach. You don't like either one. Well, guess what? You're going to eat one of them. You eat the one that you don't like less, you know, the least. And eventually you're going to probably eat both of them anyway. But what's really disenfranchising about all this is the next day and the couple of days that he went to work, a lot of his coworkers are really involved in politics because they see it. They see the money in their pocket. When I started off this thing with my little monologue, you know, all pissy about taking money out of my pocket and this and that. So the average tax decrease across the board was about 12% because of Trump's tax cuts. And for lower income lower income families, it was even more. I think, if, if memory serves me correctly, it goes from about sixteen and a half percent all the way up to four and a half percent tax cut if you if you made over a million dollars. So every single family member well, I shouldn't say every, that is across the board. Obviously you have some that, that, depending on the situations, but the majority of folks out there saw a tax cut. And so they are really in tune to this stuff because this is, as we know, we were both young Joes in the army. Hey, that extra $20 is probably beer money on Friday. That extra $20 means I'm going to the sizzler or whatever, right? So now my son all of a sudden was like, wow, this really does have an impact. And I said, yeah, and I said, it has an impact because you say, well, my vote doesn't count. And I told him, I said, hey, do you realize the 2016 election in Arizona was determined by one vote per district? You saw, uh, what is it, Georgia, and I don't know what it ended up at, but in Georgia where they have the one guy where they have the the runoff election, and they were like, he is at 50.0%. right.
2: So they're about to lose a, uh, yeah, they're about to lose, well, the Republicans are about to lose a Senate seat in Georgia, um, it was either Georgia or North Carolina, because uh, there's more ballots coming in, right, more ballots, and like you said before, there was 100% Joe Biden, uh, those 100% votes are now uh, favoring his opponent, so we we may lose a Senate seat that we thought we won.
0: Yeah, of course, because there are still people voting. I guess you can vote, you know, November 6th or 7th or 8th or, or whatever, but back to my point,
2: it's election week not election, election month
0: you know and back to my point like luke was saying with my daughter being involved in it my son now he's really in tune to it especially over the last i mean he sits there on his on the thing he's reading the news or whatever and what's crazy about it is i was never that into politics at that age and when i look at his friends and i look at some of my daughter's friends they're really into this stuff and it's like wow you really have a young generation that is informed or trying to be informed and they're engaged and trying to be engaged. And then he said something to me the other night. He's like, dad, this thing's all rigged. I don't even want to vote. And it goes exactly what Luke was saying. It's like, they, they, they just lost faith. It's like, we pushed so hard to get him involved in this thing. We finally cracked that nut. He's involved. And he's like, wow, man, I really should have voted. I really should have gone back and, and rethought that. And now you have all this stuff coming on with dad. Why are these, yeah, I mean, he's the one who asked he's like really a hundred thousand votes that he's an 18 year old boy, right? So he's not you know, he, he don't give a shit He only went to the ballot because they put marijuana on the ballot. You know, he he's not a republican democrat He could really give a crap. It's like dad really they they brought in a hundred thousand votes and they were all for joe biden He's like, how is that even possible? It's like I know and then it gets to I don't even know if I want to vote because it doesn't matter and that's the true crime of all this You know that, That's the true crime of all this because you have a youth out there that I think are really trying to get engaged and it's extremely disheartening where they say, hey, it's just not worth it because my vote's not going to count because you're just going to put 10,000 more votes on, a, on an Excel spreadsheet on a thumb drive and be like, oh yeah, I forgot this. Go ahead and plug this in and tabulate this. You know, And that's the, that's the problem with this whole thing is they keep saying it over and over and over and, and it's to the point where people, they just, they gloss over it. It's transparency. You know, and I don't want to get into all the rhetoric they're talking about with observers being in, out, yada, 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 whatever. I disagree with what the judge said. You know, you're there to observe, not audit. No, they're actually there to audit. You call it what you want. You know, it's semantic. You're there to audit. I'm there to make sure that you're counting your shit right, regardless of who it's for. And if you are, if you are truly if you are truly into transparency, then why not open the doors up and say, "Hey, man, if Mike, if if Sleepy Joe Biden is truly more popular than 2008 Barry." then i'm opening the windows i'm opening the doors and i want the world to see it luke's got a luke's got a point yeah exactly
1: Exa- no no i i'm i'm just agreeing with you man i'm like yep, yeah, you're you're 100% on point and i am for the record you listen to aoc cuz for the record cuz now everyone's keeping lists for the record dude you want to have 50 dems in there 50 republicans and that one dumbass joe jorgensen representative in there Looking to make sure auditing to make sure every single one are, are being counted the right way. Freaking fine, dude. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. But the second you start putting up, you know, uh, the, the big sheets of whatever that guy was putting up drywall so that people cannot see in to the. can. I mean, come on. How am I supposed to believe something Hinky, is not going on? I mean, that's what they do. In communist countries, man, that's what they do in Belarus. I mean, come on, man. We, it's, it it is an audit. It should be an audit. And I, you know, I, I can't leave Dan Crenshaw alone. I just, I can't leave it alone. You know, Josh read out the AOC tweet earlier, I think, right, Josh, you read that out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. dude. You know, and people that that is going crazy. Her, her tweet is going crazy with people's like, yeah, bring it on. Yes. And, you know, the, the guy that's in charge of the Trump accountability project is on there saying there already is a list. We're keeping track and they're going all the way down to the donors. So guess whose name is on that list? I mean, every donor that's public record and they're going to put it on there and they're going to start messing around with it. Hey, Dan Crenshaw. Hey, bitch, why don't you get up and say something about that? I haven't seen you tweeting about that. And yes, I do follow you. That's the kind of leadership we need. And I don't care that AOC is on the left. I care she's a communist. She's a communist. And get, this is where I get all hyperbolic, not even hyperbolic. It sounds hyperbolic. But this is where I start talking like Josh. It's like AOC will <laughs> not hesitate to put you on a train. She is sitting there saying we need to compile a list and make these people accountable. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't want anybody on my side saying that because that, that's, that's straight up fascism. That's communism. They're going to take you out. And it, it, you know, if you don't want to be all hyperbolic about the train, well, what they will do is they will blacklist you on all these social media platforms. They're going to look at, you know, people are going to start looking at, uh, well, let's go to, you know, I don't know if we want to hire this guy. Let's go to onto this list and see if he's on this, he or she's on this list here. It's going to have repercussions. You can't have people like that. You can't have people saying stuff like that. So, Hey, Dan Crenshaw, why don't you stop being all mealy mouth? Not just him. I'm going to go down the list, man. You want to brand yourself a leader? You know, even though you're not a leader, you're a representative. Now's the time to represent. Now's the time to be that so-called leader, because that's how so many people see them as leaders, not representatives, and actually speak out and say something. Because this rhetoric is getting out of control, and AOC is not the only one. I mean, there's all these people feeling empowered right now, and the election's not even freaking set. It's like you're you're really seeing people's true colors right now. And that's what I'm weighing out, Josh. I'm not weighing out how whether I'm gonna how I'm gonna be mealy-mouthed for the next eight years of the rest of my life. I'm weighing out how am I gonna react to this. You know, I'm gonna be ready for it. That's what I'm Can to get my time about. back. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I and see who's smoking. You know why the most. they're not
0: they're not gonna say anything about it? Because these are the same people that sat by and said nothing in 2008 when Barry came in and they started going after government employees for stuff they did in the last administration, right? Where were they at on that? I mean, yeah. it was the same thing. It was the same thing. So it's like, no, they, they don't care because they're part, they're part of the system. they they want the status quo. They want to go back to the way it was the good old boys and, and, and they want to get Trump out of there. They, they don't want to be called out. They, hey, heaven forbid you actually have to stand up for something you believe in. Right. Yep.
2: No, you're 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 100% right. You know, and like that whole accountable piece, I'm accountable to two things. I'm accountable to my family and I'm accountable to Jesus Christ. That's it. I'm not accountable oh, to anybody else. There you else. go. There
0: you go. You threw Jesus yep. Christ out there. So now we're not going to be on YouTube and Apple's probably going to pull us and <laughs> Spotify. There okay, we so go.
1: so I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Josh's boss won't mind when he cuts out of work or shows up to work at noon. <laughs> He's
2: not accountable to his boss at all Fuck like that. I'm not accountable to my boss because I can quit that job any minute I want to. So I'm not accountable. Right. I'm accountable okay. to my family and I'm accountable to my Lord and Savior. That's okay. It. That's okay. So Josh, Josh is for. not
1: going to pay his taxes next year. All right. Got it. Oh God, you were such I a can dude. stop paying my taxes anytime.
0: <laughs> so let me, you, let me throw out Try the last to topic the here. And this is a broader topic. And I've actually been given a lot of thought to this last couple of days as well. so, put aside the however many ballots are coming in and on thumb drives and software glitches and, uh, you know, the the water pipe busted in Atlanta somewhere or whatever the hell is going. Um, when you look at the broader Trump strategy, I really try to take a look and say, okay, why did he lose? And one, I mean, he's at 69 million votes. I mean, he got a lot of votes, but why does he lose? If he ends up losing, and you look at the different states and this and that, and I've got a couple of different theories, and I'll just throw it around real quick. You know, started off with, you know, although his policies, I believe, like I mentioned, were really, if you take the average, put him kind of in the middle, his little left, little right, so you balance it all out. He's, he, he was pretty much in the middle. His rhetoric uh, never went to the middle. And I think when you look at, specifically that comes to mind is bill clinton when you look at the difference between his first term and his second term and why he was elected his second term and what he did he moved from the left to the middle when you look at george bush moving from the right to the middle now it's not a whole lot of movement, but there is enough there that even Newt Gingrich, his claim to fame, is balancing the budget, which they never did, and we can get in that to another another episode because there's a difference between public and private debt. But even his claim to fame is working with President Clinton to balance the budget. So, I think my my broad swath here, and and, and Josh, you can add to or take away or whatever. Two things: one, uh, as far as his rhetoric. Trump failed to move to the center. Uh, even though I can't stand Pelosi and this, and that you have to show uh, at least the people that you're making that attempt to work to the with the other side because it does bring a lot of voters. And then the second one was a strategic flaw. While, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you right now, I've, I've stolen this from the pundits on TV, but while the GOP and Trump and the other Republicans were bitching about mail-in balloting, there were millions of Democrats out there sending in their votes by mail and we're not talking about absentee by we're talking about just mass mail-in balloting And, and so i i fear that donald trump and maybe you don't have to embrace it but you can't make your base so scared out of it of it that the folks that aren't diehards that get out there to show up at the polls that would have voted for you by mail don't vote at all so there's no telling how many thousands of votes from that guy or gal that just didn't make it to the poll, the Cheeto eater video game player that was a, a supporter of Donald Trump, but just didn't make it to the poll. The line was too long, didn't early vote. I mean, I would, I would venture to say he threw away hundreds of thousands of votes that probably supported him, that maybe if he would have embraced it. And again, you'd have to craft that message. But if he would have embraced that message a little bit and crafted a little bit better uh, to not completely distrust it um, that maybe you get enough votes anyway. Now I get it. There's two sides of that because if you don't completely discredit it up front, then maybe he's not able to have the lawsuits that he's having right now. But I think, uh, maybe if you do that to begin with, maybe you're not in the position that you're in right now with with those lawsuits. So that's kind of my final thoughts on it before I kick it to Josh. And uh, I think just to summarize what what he said earlier, at the end of the day, regardless who wins this thing, if president Biden, vice president Biden wins this thing and he he becomes president Biden, he's an American president and I'll support him and support his policies um, or support, you know, him as the American president may not necessarily like his policies and can obviously his disagree policies. With but uh, I think you'll definitely see, hopefully you'll see a different, uh, you see a little different pushback from the right than you did from the liberals on, uh, you know, during Trump's four years, I don't think we're going to be burning things down and ripping down statues and, you know, throwing barstools through windows or whatever, but back to the, uh, back to the Trump strategy, uh, Josh, what's your, uh, what's your take on that? So Josh totally agrees with that. And uh, he's now on Twitter and gives us a big so, thumbs up. So Luke?
1: Josh Josh is mad because I, I messed with him. He gets real sensitive, folks. So self, self-fulfilling prophecy in the cup. Uh, Roger and Josh don't want to bring it up because their prophecy was as soon as November 3rd happens, COVID will go away. So they're not going to bring it up. I will, though. So for all you canteeners out there, <laughs> last Friday last last friday almost a, actually a week ago from when we're wait no yeah last friday a week ago from when we're recording this started coming down with a little flu-like symptoms and uh i was like yeah better not go into work so called up the health unit and uh the health unit kind of freaked out and said we need to get you and your wife in to take a covid test on monday so uh we went to take a covid test and uh it was one of the uh, antigen tests. We actually got the antigen and the PCR test done. Antigen is almost instant. And uh, it's pretty accurate if you do have it. If you don't have it, it's about between 34 and 80 percent accurate. So anyway, so we tested positive for COVID. So the Lukester has COVID, and so does his wife. And uh, the hype around it, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it feels like a flu that won't go away. Uh, wife is having it a little rougher than I am, but uh, I believe she'll be okay. And, uh, yeah, so I'm on quarantine for at least until November 13th. If the, uh, symptoms subside. So, yep. So we got 33% of the cup, uh, has got COVID now, which is higher than, <laughs> than I think the worldwide numbers, 33% of a population. That's kind of crazy, but, uh, yeah, I got more to say on that, but nobody cares about COVID now. So uh, I just keep my thoughts to myself. If you uh, want to do something to make, a, make us feel better, you can order snafus, food bars, tar and other sort of tales so we can give that money to the All Secure Foundation. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's basically it for me, man. COVID positive. Up in the cup. Hope y'all don't get it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if you can actually catch it from um, a podcast or, you know youtube or whatever but hey that's going to do it for us this week uh for the listeners out there again thanks a lot for listening hopefully uh you know for me especially the first couple days it was extremely mentally exhausting uh now i think i finally recovered from it and uh, like luke said just you know trying to sit here and process a lot of this stuff and i'm sure there'll be more to come uh throughout this uh this weekend and to next week to uh keep the news in the uh, high up in the ratings. So thanks to all the listeners out there. Thanks again to Carlton Zeus, www.carltonzeus.com. Hit them up on Apple music. And for you YouTube viewers, your freemium content starts now.